You are now listening to For All Nerds Show, a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. For All Nerds is hosted by DJ Ben Amin and Tatiana Keene-Jones. Our show is edited and produced by Brother Chris. For All Nerds Show is a member of the Loudspeakers Network, where we always say rest in peace to our founder, Combat Jack. For All Nerds Show is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, our website, are all independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash for all nerds. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. What's up, y'all, and welcome to another episode of the For All Nerd Show. The voice of the urban geek, the podcast dedicated to covering geek culture from the perspective of people of color. And as always, it's your boy, DJ Ben Amin, a.k.a. Dr. Who's Mans is this, Hash Tetram, Soldier 70 Spliff, the Beverly Trillbilly, Bobby Filet. Keep that same energy on when you see me. <laughs> I love how you make yourself die. <laughs> you know, the worst part is, like, as a kid, I was even worse, yo. Like, I would sit there and tell a joke and just be crying throughout the whole joke. Oh, you would have be one of them. Yes, I'm one of them. Like, I still want to do stand-up comedy. Like, that's one of my goals in life, to do a set of stand-up comedy. But I know I'm going to be that comedian who's up there laughing. It's either going to be that. And they going to boo your ass off the stage. they be like, all right, nigga. No, because I'm hilarious. No, so they're not going <laughs> to boo me off. Wait, said, no, I ain't hilarious. scared of you, motherfuckers. Like, let's get that straight right away. Ain't nobody booing me off. Any, you know how many places I've DJed and got booed at and did not give a fuck? Like, please. That, you still that, got paid. You damn sure did. I've told people that, too. You like, I still, I'm so, I still got the bag. I've told people that while they were booing me. <laughs> Thanks for booing, bro. I'm still getting paid tonight. Um, But, yeah, speaking of getting paid, let's get to this episode. And joining me in the second chair, as always, is... Tatiana King jones the grunt... Wow. Yeah. The grump of tech. <laughs> um, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as Beretta Scott King, T'Challa Bread, Sean Jean-Luc Picard, J. Prince of All Saiyans, and Baptin Ameriba. <laughs> God damn it, I can't believe that every time I hear it. can't believe it. It's so fire. We all get to steal one from each other. Except I can't remember the one you blessed me with from last week. So We'll, we'll listen to last week's show. We will. And joining us once again, the return of, the, I say it every time, return of the Holy One. <laughs> the Holy Holy one? Yes, the holy <laughs> one has returned. <laughs> That's a hip hop reference, but nobody's trying to get. Oh, that I one. was thinking of the Eddie Murphy movie. Oh no, there's a wise song. Just calling him holy because oh, it's, it's the Chico. Yeah, no, there's a. I mean that too, but yeah. you know he is the Chico Leo. But yeah, go on and introduce yourself for those who don't know. Uh, Ka uh, Brandon Snark, the four eyed <laughs> raven. <laughs> That's all I got. Brandon Snark. Brandon Snark, the Chico Leo, back in the house. Luke Beige himself, LeBron. Fred, Frames Luke here. Beige sends me yes. every freaking time. Every time here tonight in the spaceship on For All Nerds. Welcome back. How's everybody doing out there? I hope everybody is having a great week because I damn sure am. It's been a you know, it's been a good week. You know, summer's kicking off. We got Fourth of July coming up. Stranger Things 
is about to drop this weekend. If you look at you know our Instagram right now at For All Nerds, you can just see some new Stranger Things Nikes, you know, an unboxing video and all Ooh. that. You know, they just crispy. Hey, you know, I got to keep them fresh. Um, yeah, you know, Stranger Things dropping this weekend, and as well as Stranger Things this weekend, we also have a little movie from this small company that you might have heard of once or twice in your life, Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah, I think every movie is like a Disney movie now. You know, it's just like which branch of Disney is putting out. This is the third Marvel movie this year, and it's, you know, the year is only half over. Is this the third? Yeah, Captain Marvel came out yep. this year, and Infinity War came out. But that's I mean, it, though, not, I think, now. That's it for Marvel, Infinity that's War, it. Uh, Endgame, and yeah. this. I think that's it, though. They don't have anything like, there's no Thor, Ragnarok, and the no. Nothing shooting right now? Shooting, yes. Allegedly, Chris. Allegedly, Black Widow is <laughs> shooting right, right that's now. That's right. And allegedly, Eternals is shooting right now. Or, or, or Eternals is probably about to, allegedly about to begin. Right, production. so that's interesting. There is going to be, like, a huge gap. Not really. No, there's going to, no. Uh, guaranteed next year is probably Black Widow in February. Right. I, I'm, like, guaranteed probably. Um, hedging my bets there. <laughs> but in Black Widow in February and probably Eternals in sometime and I would not count out one more film dropping next year. I don't think Marvel is going to let it. Isn't know. a Star Wars joint coming out? Star Wars drops. December? This, I mean, that's Disney still. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Disney, yeah. Oh, Disney is not stopping. No. I said Marvel. Disney is. Oh, you talking about Marvel. Well, you yeah. know, I, I just heard Disney and was like, everything under that damn umbrella. Yeah, no, Disney is not stopping. I mean, Lion King, et cetera, et cetera. Right. You know, Pixar got another one this year. Right. No, they're not playing. No, I'm talking as far as Marvel, I think. We're done for the year, right? That's it. Yeah, that's it for Marvel. That's it. I mean, is that it for DC? Does DC have anything this year? No, they had a. They did release a whole bunch of of like posters like three or four years ago <laughs> with like various dates. That, and that I didn't feel happen. Like, yeah, Justice League Two was supposed Justice to come League out. Two like was two supposed to come out ago. two weeks ago. Yeah, Cyborg was supposed to hit. And I remember when it felt so long away. I was like, Yo, Cyborg, when is that gonna? Be? It's not. Well, the other thing <laughs> is, this not. is the end of Marvel Phase Three. Yes. Like apparently. This, it wasn't Endgame. It was this, and this does address some some stuff from from Endgame that might have left you scratching your head. A lot of stuff, right? And very quickly too. And all right, we are about to get into our Spider-Man Far From Home spoiler-free review. Okay. Yes, as, as spoiler-free as possible. We will let you know if there are any potential spoilers that we do drop. But, you know, everyone is obviously going to go see this movie, and we don't want to tell you any of the big reveals in Correct. it. Correct. We've already seen it for ourselves. There are some big reveals, some that you'll probably see coming, but some that, you know, still get you either way. And there's definitely some twisted turns along the way, and especially towards the ending of the movie. There are some big, big twists, as you've heard by now. Exactly. It could have also the the best, uh, you know, post-credit sequences. In Marvel history, I mean, give it. I mean, for, for both of them to be as sort of good as they were, they were. They were pretty. Usually, there's one that's good and one that's kind of like, oh, I can't believe I sat through the credits for that. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't happen that much, but that has happened. Yes, it has happened, and this time, both of the credit sequences are outrageous. Right, like I was, oh my god, at both of them. Some people say that the credit sequences are better than the film. I mean, I, I don't know about that. I mean, the credit sequences are dope because they're like these 36 or 60 second, you know, little, you know, scenes that add on top, you know, on yeah. top of what happened in the film. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm not going to go that far. Okay. 
to give my top level review of Spider-Man Far From Home, I enjoyed it. I love Homecoming. That's one of my favorite MCU films. I think Tom Holland's incredible. I think mm-hmm. Zendaya is incredible. Mm-hmm. I think all of the cast, in fact, you know, top to bottom is pretty incredible from everybody who came back from Homecoming and in Far From Home. So I really enjoyed it. I'm not sure if I enjoyed it as much as Homecoming. I know I didn't enjoy okay. it as much as Homecoming. Yes. Um, I would agree with you that I think it's an enjoyable movie. I think it's a solid film. Absolutely. I, If I had the chart the two, I would definitely put Homecoming above it, simply because the tone is very, very different. Mm. Um, the overall tone, and I, I also think that perhaps coming right after Infinity War, Infinity War had lots of heavy detail in terms of thought and in terms of emotion. Mm-hmm. And this is this Far From Home is supposed to be a palate cleanser, but I guess is there such thing as too much of a palate cleanser? Mm. It, I would say this, it, comparatively speaking, it reads more kiddish, a little bit more um, uh, naive and a little bit more immature. And perhaps that's that's towards the characters themselves. These are children. These are, you know, young kids going through puberty, going having all these hormonal issues. Um, but it almost is like the writing went through hormonal issues as well. So um, some of it was just like, okay, I'm not quite sure if I vibe with that, but at the same time, I enjoyed it. And it's still a good movie overall. The way that they explained and, and introduced Mysterio, the way that they, uh, you know, just further try to talk more about, like, um, MJ and Ned and everybody else were still cool. And to your point, Ben, the, at the, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'll say it like this: the big stuff happens at the end. Mm. The big stuff happens at the end. Okay, so uh, pacing wise, um, it, it felt a little slow in the beginning, but it caught up in the last two acts or the last two thirds of it. And uh, yeah, the, the the stuff that's consequential happens at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, they. I thought it sort of had like a winking, like it knew it was a sequel. Yeah. Like in the 80s and 90s, there were always these movies like in the sequel, they would go to Europe. Uh, and so they like go the to Europe. Yeah, they, they would yeah. go to Europe, you know. Um, I don't know, did they go to Europe in the in the, the singing one with, uh, you know, the one with uh, Glee? Yeah, no. <laughs> the one that's, said the 80s, though. No, no, I'm thinking more recently. Oh. Um, you know, oh, um, pitch yeah. perfect. Yeah, pitch perfect. Oh, pitch perfect. They, did, they went somewhere. It's like they? just a lot of yeah. times they go to Europe in the second yeah. in the sequel. Yeah, and so I thought you know it's like National Lampoon Vacation. You know, yep. they go to Europe. Like so, I thought it was kind of like a, a winking nod. I, I actually do agree, Tatiana. It was definitely like a you know a mood shift after mm-hmm. Endgame, but. It was a better mood shift to me than Ant-Man 2 and Captain Marvel sort of sandwiched between Infinity War mm. and, and Endgame. Um, it is interesting. So, you know, Zendaya's got this new show on HBO, and they're 16 on that show, and they're 16 in Spider-Man Homecoming. It's a different 16. And, and yeah, it's a very, that's <laughs> it's exactly a very it. It's, well, 16. yeah, I mean, it's almost as if there's a multiverse, and they're not they're not <laughs> yeah. taking place in the same universe. Yeah. No, they're definitely not. Yeah. I, I like, I really want to give credit to her, because yeah, she's she fantastic. is, yeah, she she's, is a, a, she's a good actress. She, she's coming to her own. She is coming to her own, because she is a monster on Euphoria. 
Victoria. Like, she mm-hmm. is doing some incredible stuff on there. And she's a completely different woman in Spider-Man yeah. Far From Home. Yeah. Like, it's not like, I saw your tweet, like, this is a PG version. You can't even say that. Because these are, like, completely different right. characters. Like, yeah. she is just so innocent. Not innocent, but, I mean, she's actually, you know, the MJ of this world is kind of dark. This MJ is very dark and deadpan. Yes. But she but still has. Mechanism. But it's a defense mechanism. And yes. she still has a heart. Yes. Whereas, when you talk about Euphoria, that's a whole nother Man. Yeah. situation. Yeah, that woman's drawing through a lot right. of Euphoria. Right. But right. the point is, like, I know in the past there has been, like, complaints about Zendaya's acting, but, I mean, she's actually... I didn't even know there were. Yeah, there I didn't were. either. She's great. There yeah. were, but really? she, she's coming to her own quite quite a ways, and that just goes to show you got to give people a chance to grow, mm-hmm. and you got to give people the chance to do different things so they can show you what they can do. There it is. And uh, for everyone, because, like, Chico said, and uh, we were talking to Janicia from Tea with Queen, Queen and Jay last night, mm-hmm. and she was saying that she'd seen some reviews, and I know you'd seen some reviews where they were saying that they didn't have much um, yeah, chemistry. Have chemistry. And I was like, that's not, that's ridiculous. That's not true. And yeah. shout out to Janicia who no, said I saw that. Some, I saw some reviews, and they yeah. said, you know, I, I mean, not to reveal that, like, it was just, it felt like a stupid rom-com where they, and it was like, no, I don't. No. Uh, I mean, some of it was tongue-in-cheek. Like, that's just another thing, like, even on top of what I said, like, like three minutes prior, like, there's still a lot of also tongue-in-cheek. Like, the movie is self-aware. Like, they know that they may be doing things that may seem a little corny or whatever, but that's on purpose. At the same time, it, it might have been a little bit too much in places, so that's where my kind of not sureness comes about. But but overall, it's still, it's, it's a must-watch. I will say that it's a must-watch. You must watch this film in order to be prepared for the next stage of the MCU. Also, Mysterio is like an above-average uh, Marvel villain. I would definitely say, and oh, for as a fair to yeah. the comic, yes. like yes. you know the, um, you know they do it really well, and he's sort of a weird Steve Ditko, you know, early Spider-Man design, and, mm-hmm. and they just do it really, really all really the way. Well. And Jake Gyllenhaal, went, I thought was good. Jake's, was, Jake's already phenomenal, yeah, right? We and know he that. loves Sean Paul, so he's he's amazing, right, yes. but. He's already been a good actor, so I was never worried about that. Never. But to your point, Chico, the way that they characterized Mysterio and the way they was going to really show him, like it feeds into everything we know about the world today. Just even the way they showed his powers and the way he talked to people, the way he treated, like it was pretty insane and yeah. insane in the best way possible. Like it was very imaginative and it's very like, whoa, y'all, y'all on some other levels. That that part is not corny whatsoever. No, and that's that's probably like you were saying. There's one thing about the film's tone. Like the film has this self-aware tone at points where it knows it's like this '80s '90s teen movie, right? But then it also gets super dark and super <laughs> yeah, out there, and right. kind of like, out of freaking nowhere. Not gonna lie, it was kind of terrifying at points. Yes, and very well done, especially for Mysterio. That was like because Mysterio in his in the best appearances in like um, comics, video games, wherever, it's always just like, yo, what the F is going on right now? And I felt that. And I felt that. I felt that. Straight up and down, <laughs> I felt that. Like, I cannot okay, spoil, oh. but like one of the best moments of the movie happens when Mysterio is just going full in with his power. Yes. And just showing you what it means to be a master of illusions or whatever. And I was blown away by that. Like I say, I felt that the tone of the movie was up and down, where sometimes it was a little too jokey, and then yeah. to be so dark at other moments was a little bit weird. There was a lot of stuff in the very beginning of the film where they explain what is happening after the Thanos, you know, snap and Hulk returning everyone. Yeah, the Infinity Fade hashtag and the Infinity Return when Hulk bought everybody back. And I thought that was pretty well done to 
kind of condense a lot of what people are like, okay, what is exactly going on? And, you know, there's all these theories and people are like, well, if you bring back all these people, you know, the world would, and it's like, and if all these people just be in the world, and it's like, Well, yeah, it's also, in, in we the know self, this is a movie. In the self-knowing thing also, there's a running joke throughout it about someone who, you know, yes. was away and, or, the, you know, like. Or what is, happens is when you're away. Exactly. Your way. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, pay attention to the very beginning of the movie, folks, because they, pay attention, they drop you, a lot of knowledge very if quickly. If you right. miss that part, you may be confused. Yeah, at some throughout point the whole movie. Movies. Like, wait a minute, how are, is this person? So, yeah, pay yeah. attention. You got to watch this movie in order if you want to be prepared for the rest of the MCU. Uh, stay to the end. There are two end credit, uh, excuse me, post credit scenes. Uh, so make sure you stay for the whole thing. Y'all know this already, but I know some people are like, is there one or two? There's two. Mm-hmm. So there you go. No, and de- definitely make sure you stay for both of them. Like we said, they are probably two of the illest credit sequences illest. in you know the MCU history. And I wouldn't say they're like really set. Well, one of them. No, they set the t- no. They both set it off. They do set it off. They, they set, set off, off a lot and of stuff. I said this last night, and I slept on it, and I'm gonna repeat it. The two end credits were. Were were of most consequence above and beyond the movie itself, for me. All right, I won't go that far, but you know they definitely did do some things in the end credits that I really did not expect them to do right now, and it's going to be interesting to see where they go from here. I think we're good on you know everything for that right now. Like we don't like I said, we don't want to get too deep yeah, into no, it. Yeah, no, no. So I mean, we already said what we had to say. We all are in alignment that is definitely one you need to see. So absolutely, pick up that ticket and let's go. Yeah, and also I want to say this last thing on it. I do just love, and this goes back to Endgame and everything. I love how much reverence like the MCU shows for itself, like all the little. Easter eggs and callbacks to older films in yeah. this. Oh man, some of them. <laughs> I just wait for it. Just wait for it, y'all. It's so good. And with that, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more of the For All Nerds show. Hey guys, it's Allison Williams. I'm an actor, and when I am not scaring people on screen, I am hanging out with For All Nerds and listening to their show. Hey guys, this is Rod and Karen of the Blackout Tales podcast. And when we are doing one of our mini podcasts, yes, we are listening to Four Out Nerds. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Asante, one third of the Friend Zone. And when I am not smoking pot or playing Shinobi Striker, I am listening to Four All Nerds. Tune in. What's up, everybody? This is Chuck Creekmer, aka Jigsaw from AllHipHop.com. And when I'm not placing my heavy hand on the world of hip-hop culture. I'm watching for all nerds. Hey, this is Logan Browning, and when I'm not trying to take over Netflix, I'm looking to for all nerds. Yo, what up? This is Yahya Abdul-Mateen, the second I play Black Manta in the Aquaman movies. And when I'm not getting around the city, I'm chilling, listening to For All Nerds. What's up, y'all? This is Ann Steven Harris, Fire Artist, co-creator of Aztec, Fire Artist on Ajala, The Fringe, Michael Cray, Watson the Holmes, don't forget Watson the Holmes, award winner of Watson the Holmes, Glyph Award, Eyes are nominated. When I'm not drawing, I am listening to For All Nerds. Check it. Hey, I'm Malcolm Lee, director of Night School, and when I'm not directing, writing, and producing, and editing and spending time with my kids, I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, this is Pamela Ribbon, and when I'm not writing things like My Boyfriend is a Bear or Ralph Breaks the Internet, 
I am listening to For All Nerds. Yo, what's up? This is Chico Leo. And when I'm not leading an Athenian revolt in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I'm listening to For All Nerds. And welcome back, fan show fam. You're back listening to one of the best podcasts in all the realms, talking about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. That's actually the intro, Ben. I mean, I know you be doing your own intros nowadays, but I mean, I do it twice usually, anyway. <laughs> so I might as well, you know, as long as you tell them to subscribe to iTunes and all that good stuff. You know. As the man said, make sure you're subscribing. But of course, this not would not be a fan show without an amazing interview, per usual. And today is. Of course, another one. We are here with Clarissa Clay, founder of Blurred City Con. Yep, she yep. is both the founder and executive producer of Blurred City Con. She has taught English in the New York City Department of Education for nearly 20 years. She served in many different capacities in academic and literally, excuse me, literary and arts organization, including NYU's Institute for African American Affairs. She's been a part of um, Kwanzaa and New York City's American Museum of Natural History, so she has the clout. Uh, she also co-founded and curated Real Sisters that's R-E-E-L like a movie reel yes uh, Real Sisters of the Diaspora Film Festival and lecture series for 11 years she founded the Luminum Theater Luminal Theater Summer Michael Cinema pop-up in 2015 and most recently she curated documentaries focusing on current issues affecting the African American community for CC's Film Salon so on top of all of that she's an award winning poet a filmmaker a sculptor and like she's, we said she serves on the board of advisors for Real Sisters and the board of directors for Image Nation Cinema Foundation. So, welcome. Thank you so much. Highly yeah. decorated Clarissa Clay. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, besides me saying your life story, at least at least your, your, your big accomplishments, let the people know where you're from, what you're about, why you're here. I'm from Brooklyn, Brooklyn in the what house. Up? <laughs> so, what up? Best guy? Um, nah, I'm now, I'm raised in East New York and now. Okay, uh, Sorry City. Oh, Close, close. Oh, what up? Hey, Yay. What up, neighbor? Yes. I was um New Lux Avenue. So okay. I'm on Riverdale Avenue. That's Dope. where I was raised. Um I forgot how many years now. Nice. And now I moved to like Clinton Hill. Okay. So, so I'm in that neighborhood now. Yeah. Excellent, that's excellent. And can you tell everybody, like, you said you founded Blur City Con. Like, what made you want to found uh, a convention? Because that's not easy. That's not easy, and it's still not easy. Okay. Um, I was looking for something um, for myself to do, because mm-hmm. I help build other people. So mm-hmm. I'm working with their projects and so forth. So I wanted to take a leap and start doing things myself. So... I was looking at um, Afrofuturism because my film background, I wanted to program um, films in Afrofuturism. And Mm -hmm. I was reading different bios and stuff and stumbled um, on the word blurred. So I said, maybe, and that speaks to who I am. Mm -hmm. I'm nerdy on many different levels. Like, you just don't pick it out sometimes. You just do it. And then I was like, when someone had asked me, like, what's the nerdy thing? I said, I was in East New York with a pink um, skateboard like <laughs> by myself nobody else in the neighborhood had mm-hmm. ever, and that's because my family was in Bay Ridge and people in Bay Ridge had the skateboard so I wanted to do do the same thing so right. so I do a, it's a different different stuff yes right 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 and so blurred city it's it's you mentioned afrofuturism like what is the what's the target goal of this event target goal is um a mashup um okay. we have tech 
We have um, going to do tabletop um, gaming. Nice. Um, we're going to have VR there. I'm really um, excited about that. Um, I love technology. Um, we're going to have cosplay. We're going to have um, martial arts. Um, my favorite um, person, um, Lady Sensei. So not just from a male perspective, but from a female perspective. Mm-hmm. She's going to do a workshop about how... Um, basically, black females are not are invisible in the martial arts, and she wants to visit, make Absolutely. it visible. Um, many different things, like code write and sip, um, trying to mash together the knowledge of how we can um, code mm-hmm. and screenwriters together to make a positive image of people of color for gaming. So mm. many different ways. Mm-mm, I like that a lot. And so, you know, with this convention, you see, so you're having all this stuff happening in this convention. How, like, how did you, I'm, I know people are going to ask this question, like, how did you even get that together? Like, you couldn't have done this by yourself. Did. Did you? <laughs> Explain how you did that. Um, went to a lot of different um, conferences and made friends with um, different people and just told them like two years like before I did the first one like I'm going to do this and like a really good um, um, best friend um, Laura Rice she was like you gotta do it and then it was like okay I'm going to step out and just do it so you just because where's it going to be at what St. Peter's College no it's oh. at um, the um, it's July 12th to the 14th uh-huh. July 12th we're doing um, at Herbert Von King Park, Von King Park okay. and this year's um, theme is Black Horror so we're kicking it off with Ganja and Hess and a short film called Juju the web series about three um, black women that are discovered that they are witches so all right. So you came up with this idea. Your friend was like, just do it. She, she And you just called up everybody was like, yo, I'm doing this thing in July. Come through. Yes. And everyone was like, yes. Yes. That's, I just, I beg well. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the third year running. Yes. It's still begging. So you've managed, but you've managed, I mean, you, you've pulled it, you know, not once, not twice, like, you know, three peat. Yeah. That's great. Thank you so much. Um, you don't. It it still feels like the first year. Like you're still doing the same things. You're always looking for something um, creative, um, mm-hmm. inspiring um, to to put into the conference. It's like if I had a million dollars, this will be here. This will be there. That sure. will be there. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But when you're operating on a smaller budget, you have to be more creative. Yes. So yeah. that's what you've done with Blair City Con. Yeah, to be as creative as I can. And um, that's just fun. Like and this to stick within your budget, which I blew it so- long sometimes time ago. happens that, that people don't. <laughs> Are you alluding to anything? <laughs> I mean, you know, there there have been there have been things in the past where people have tried to do similar things and not succeeded. And I'm not saying that to call anybody out. I'm saying it to demonstrate how difficult it is to do do it and then to do it again and, and now a third time. Like at the end. Yeah. I think because um, the history that you um, um, yeah. read off, I've had experiences right. with um, conferences. So, you know, like, I don't have $100,000. Right. So, I don't have $50,000. I don't have $20,000. What can I do? And what can can possibly be done? And I do bartering. And there's a, ho- there's a lot of different things sure. that, you, um, that you do. So, it came from that kind of experiences and being around a lot of different um, festivals and conferences and stuff like that. So, that's where I... I've seen the big conferences where they had the connections to get the million dollars sponsorships and stuff like that. Don't have that connection right. yet. 
Yeah. Yet. So is anybody out there? Just yet. Yeah, just come this way. But I've um, seen the, con- the smaller conferences and how they had um, made their conference um, happen. Right, right. I mean, and, and the fact of the matter is you're still working diligently towards this. And as your point, this is the third year, so something's going right. Thank you. So <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> um, so what can people expect if they attend Blur City Con? Oh, which day? Like, I'm excited. Oh, it's just like, well, <laughs> tell, me, tell me what so I should expect. you had Janicia on, and so mm-hmm. is going to be doing a workshop. Um, well, actually, she's going to be hosting a particular um, part. She'll do indie um, comics. Um, we all have a, a bunch of indie comic artists there. Nice. Um, love it. Um, we're going to have, like, the first day, I'm excited because I got the black horror, and I saw, like, horror noir, mm-hmm. and... Then I saw, um, she's an inspiration, she's a writer, um, Terry Clark, but she doesn't go by Terry Clark, um, like Zen or something like that. I mm, forgot okay. her pen name. I went to see her reading somewhere in like Greenpoint, and it was like, wait a minute. We have Black Horror, where we talk about the tropes and so forth, like if you watched um, Horror Noir. Right. And then there was this other part, what about the trauma that black people have went through? So I was like, oh, that's black horror mm-hmm. and we've never discussed it on that level so we have different films that um, speak to that um purpose too so yeah ha- horror noir is on amazon it's an amazing documentary about the history mm-hmm. of black horror one of one of which the high points is Gan hess which you yes. guys are showing um and uh yeah it's really good it's only i, I mean i i, I subscribe to shutter oh cool. but that's how i saw it and uh we had uh, actually graveyard sister was on uh, yeah. a sort of sp- fan bro spinoff that we had a uh, scream squad and so uh yeah like uh, who she's one of she wrote yes. the produced yeah of yes. course so um yeah it's it's really good though it's uh, it's uh, well done yes yeah, really well done and very comprehensive you know cinema of the from the beginning from and, Tony yeah. Todd and so yeah, forth yeah yeah but it goes all the way back to the beginning of movies yes. yeah anyway it's 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 really worth seeing and um, is she going to be there at the at the show? No, she. Um, we don't have horror noir. I'll probably get that for next year. Right, um, right, right. But I have some other horror stuff. That's yeah. Coming. It's 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 too bad that only people who have Shutter can see, see it right it. now. Exactly. Yeah. Hopefully, it'll get a wider release. You know, but it's really good. Yes, and that's and that's um, I think is a job of um, like being trained also like as a um, what would we call it. Uh, not not like a scholar, but it's the preservation of our films to know it and then also get it out to the community and then let the community know about it and interact with it. And that is just not just the first run of it of a film, but to continue to have it throughout throughout like another ten years or so forth. And to have that preservation of that film. So it's it's multiple jobs at the same time. Yeah, sure. I want you to it's like I want the community to see this film. Like, see this film. It's like lost history. You need to know it. Yeah. Wow, wow. So now that you have all this background, like you have all this academic experience, all this life experience, all this convention experience, what advice would you give to people who want to kind of be in the same space as you or even touch those spaces or involve people in an event like this? I would tell them, um, build your community. Mm. Um, If there's a particular um, area that you have a passion for, see who else is um, in that same area and build build a relationship with them so that they can come aboard with you, see your vision, and support it. Mm -hmm. 
that's what I would start off for. So I have some another thought. Say the question. Keep I'm, going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what advice would you give people who want to kind of do the same things or, or want to know how can they get better into the position in their in their fields? Um, and geek and pop culture. Yeah. There's a friend um, in New Orleans that did a. He calls his blurred fast, and it was like, go ahead, just do it and. He, uh, I could see that he was disappointed with the first one. I'm like, get on, get on the, get on the horse and do the second one. See so don't this, stop. Don't stop. It's it. You have that feeling always because it could be money, it could be time, it could be so many um, issues that might you could say can prevent you from doing this. Mm-hmm. And it's like. <gasps> I call up my best friends, I call my, <laughs> and they'll give me like, nah, you gotta do it, or okay, calm down, and refocus and get get the next one done. So, as many levels to it. Got you, got you. So beyond like money, what are some of your biggest challenges in putting on a convention like this? The biggest challenge is um, not having the name. Um, personally, like I, my name is known in certain circles, mm-hmm. but um, like to go up to a celebrity that can get ten thousand or twenty thousand, and I don't have ten to twenty thousand to give to that celebrity, mm-hmm. that has been like a frustration. Um, because you know, once you get the celebrity, that gets a different level to the the convention, and then you just move up to a, another status. So I think that's one um, stumbling block that I will get over, you know, soon. Mm-hmm. Got you, got you. So if people want to learn more about Blurred City Con, I mean, it's right around the corner, but if yes. people want to learn more, where should they go? Um, BlurredCityCon.com. Okay. And, and social media is just Blurred City. B-L-E-R-D. Blurred City. City. And do they have to get tickets or is it free? It is tickets. It okay. is, yeah, we have different um, three levels. Um, I think I still have the early bird um, past the look there. Really? So Yeah, I extended it. <laughs> so we will definitely be there supporting. We're going to definitely be covering it. And I know now I'm going to be on a panel. This happened overnight. So <laughs> Which panel? Wait a minute. I, 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 I don't have the name of the panel right now. <laughs> Wait a minute. Who's the person? Breaking overnight. news. But breaking news. Yeah, no, but we'll talk. We'll talk. Okay. About it. Yes. Um, but I have it like all in data in my brain right now. Well, yes. girl, it just happened. So good. good. I'm happy. Hi. I'm in there. Uh, that being said, you have survived the interview segment with For All Nerds. Yes. And before you go, there's one thing we do is called a brap segment. That's our rapid fire, kind of quick answer <laughs> question and answer session. We're gonna give you some choices. You have to choose between the two. Okay. Are you ready? Not ready, but get hit. Doesn't matter. <laughs> no, I'm jumping in. Doesn't Let's go. even matter. All right. All, all three? All three or just... Oh, yeah. We, we all going to jump and ask you, ask you the questions. Here we go. And listen, since you blurred City Con founder, that means you have a deep knowledge of comics and, and things of that nature around Maybe. There, right? Maybe. 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 I'm not a deep... No, y'all sounded deep. I was okay. like this. I was sitting over there going, okay, they went in on that movie. I was like, how many times did they watch that movie? Once. Y'all <laughs> watched it once? Get out of here. Well, it, it was last night. It was last night. And we did it without night. spoiling anything as well. I know. That part, y'all, y'all, try, y'all try tenderly not to spoil it. And yes. I was I was like this. I was over there laughing. I was like, <laughs> they're trying not to say this. <laughs> okay. Not, this no. is what we do. This is this is for all nerds. All right. Ready? First question. Luke Cage or Black Panther? Black Panther. Uh, Blackula or Scream Blackula Scream? <laughs> Oh, Blackula. And that's because he's, um, besides being Blackula, he was a trained Shakespearean actor. No, okay. no, it's the sequel, Scream Blackula. It has Pam Greer in it. Blackula. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, no, no, I love double down. She said, excuse me. I said what I said. Yes, I double down. Yes. 
<laughs> wow, that's a great one though. The Wire or Breaking Bad? Oh, Breaking Bad! Oh my God, I love. Wait uh, a minute! I know. <laughs> See, don't 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 stereotype. Don't Blurred stereotype. City. Yes, the Breaking Bad. Yes, I love Breaking Bad. Are you kidding? I mean, yes, I, I love Wire, but Breaking Bad just had my heart. You had to see all the seasons, and I saw it out of season, didn't have to go back and see Breaking Bad. Okay, just okay. get over it. <laughs> wow. A lot of doubling down. All right, Magneto or Professor X? Ooh. See, now that's a tough one for me. Mm. Tell us why. Because um, who plays, who are the actors? It does, the the whole st- body of Professor X versus the whole body of Magneto, regardless of who plays it. Or if you want to distinct, the, have a distinction of who you pick, you can do that too. Mm. Okay, that one is hard for me. All right, we're going to skip it there. Thank you. Professor X. Star Wars or Star Trek? Ooh, both. Oh, that's the first person who said both. Absolutely. Both. Because. um, That's the first person who said both, I think. Yeah, I can't. I'm sorry. I can't do this. Both. I, you know. Did you say both? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm raised, like, like. Star Trek is family. Um, right. I, that's like my father, my aunt, my uncle. That's like a, sitting down and watching Star Trek. And then I just, I, I mean, I just went to see, well, just had a, um, a, a panel on um, Cisco. And it's like, Ooh. see, so that, that's why that question for the Professor X was hard. It's like, the actor. I yeah. love the actor. Um, so, and then Star Wars is family too. So it's like how I, but I don't like the later ones. I have some issues with George Lucas, but that's so Who does it? Oh, <laughs> Thank you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just I mean, checking. Come on. I was just checking. Yeah. Star Wars man in the world. And that man needs help. That man, yeah. George Lucas is wilding, yo. Yeah. Yes, you need uh, writing. No, there's a whole thing about uh, you know he he divorced Marsha Lucas and, and how much she did for Star Wars and, mm-hmm. and, and yeah all, all, and and, and yeah. American Graffiti and THX one one three eight and he never was the same or remotely the same mm. after they got divorced and then he like bad mouthed like whatever he black, had her blackballed and you know it's like yep. her name is not known but she was an extremely important influence on both him and she Star saved Wars. The, uh, no. A New Hope without a doubt. Yeah, there's all these YouTube videos Scorsese like you can watch where people garbage. show all the stuff that she did. Wow. And um, and as the editor, you can really, you know, it's like your last chance to save a movie and she was the editor. You know, so yeah, it's, uh, believe me. Uh, it's not jo- just editing, it's writing, directing, sure, actor sure. selection. I have problems with that. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, oh, no. Okay. He's, he's yeah, yeah, well, and the choice to not, you know, to not even use, you know, sets and just do all his stuff digitally. Hotness. That was um, the prequels were all like that, you know. It's, everything was blue screen and, you know, there was, you know, people can't act as well that way, or at least they couldn't oh, back then. Okay. I was going to say a character, but I changed my mind. Okay. Because like, his acting was so bad. Yes. I just like, like this. I want to just pimp smack him. Like, oh, yeah. I, I, I like your uh, sound effect. That was very good. We're going we're gonna to use that later. Right. Uh, <laughs> I do sound effects all the time. Like, I like martial arts um, films, so I always, um, you know, yeah. Yeah, I'm very wide. Mm. Yeah. Like, like Shore Brothers, um, martial arts film. Classic. Obviously. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Michael Myers, Freddy, or Jason? Um, I'm gonna have to say Freddy because he actually appears in dreams for a long time. <laughs> yes. Alrighty. Um, just a couple more. Um, in any medium, such as books, TV, film, whatever, 
Which character's death hurt you the most? Oh, that would be because um, Toni Morrison, Sula, and then it would be Gabriel Marquez, um, Marcia Marquez, um, 100 Years of Solitude, um, the um, um, grandfather. So those two, um, like Sula, like Toni Morrison has like great skills and Gabriel um, Marcia Marquez because they don't just kill a char- character. It's a way of doing, of um, having a character's death. So those two books. It's a process. Yes. Got you. That's what I was going to ask. Was that what you yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, what's your favorite Wesley Snipes movie? Um, Blade still. All right. Uh, yeah, Blade 1, Blade 2, whatever. Blade. You a Blade 3 fan too? Yes, because I just love Blade. Oh. I was like, I, you know, there's problems. Yeah. But there was problems. <laughs> to say but the, the least, it got problems. Yeah. It had problems. I was like, um, Blade, I mean, I'm sorry, Wesley Snipes. We, we you just said Blade. You I know. Him, you know, he called him by his person. He called himself Blade. He called himself Blade. Blade 3? Yeah, right. I can't. I <laughs> made him call him Blade on the set of Blade 3. I can't oh my believe God. That, that, yeah. that the MCU doesn't incorporate would um, you incorporate Wesley, Wesley Snipes right now? Look, I mean, no shots. The man won't even come on our show, though. So let's, <laughs> right, let's well, keep it real. Know. One, Wesley. Right. And two, <laughs> the so man bad. made himself be called Blade on the set of Blade 3. Uh, like people, the, people do crazy stuff. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I, I guess it was his acting. Cocaine yeah. is a hell yeah, of a Yeah, he, he didn't mean it. So Blade 3 was a problem. But Blade for 1 and 2, I love. Yeah. All right, and the final question: If you could have any one superpower, what would it be? Any, I, I love Wonder Woman, so <laughs> I would have that power to have an invisible um, um, plane to mm-hmm. hit. Do you know bullets? To do you know to defray it? Right. Yeah. Yes. Dope, dope, dope. So you have survived the brap segment. I see. Which Thank means you. you have survived fan show. <laughs> and please tell the people. I know we said it again. But we got to say it before. We got to say it again. Tell them where they can find you and where they can find information about Blurred City. BlurredCityCon.com. Thank you. Excellent. And with that, we'll be right back with more Fan Show. What's up, y'all? This is your boy, DJ Ben Amin, and thank you for listening to the For All Nerds show. As always, please make sure you go out, subscribe to us on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Spotify, on any platform where you hear all of the great podcasts. Hit that subscribe, leave a rating, leave a comment, all that good stuff. And thank you, as always, for your support. Welcome back to the For All Nerds show. I hope you enjoyed that interview right there. Make sure you check out Blurred City Con on the internet everywhere. And congratulations to them on their third year. We will be in the house. As you heard, breaking news, Tatiana will be hosting a panel there. So I ain't hosting. I'm just on the hey, panel. Hey, 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 might as well be hosting. It. <laughs> you want it, you're hosting it, folks. Because I take it over I mean, every time. You know, they got to understand. When they bring one of us in, that's it. You bring it. everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You bring everybody, and that's pretty much it for your panel because we're going to take that train <laughs> over. We're going to run the show. We're going to make it pop. And that's what we do here on the For All Nerds show. And speaking of making it pop, one of the things that makes this show pop so much. The Quack is extra. It's the frequently asked questions. The mm-hmm. Quack is extra. Where we answer any and all listener questions each and every week. And if you're one of those special people on Patreon.com slash For All Nerds, you 
you yourself can send in a question and we will answer it no matter what it is. Oh, you sure about that? I mean, we got one of those tonight. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to read this one. Let's just get right to it then because, you know, somebody got spicy in that Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Word to make it a stallion. Um, the first question comes from Patreon, as Ben Amin said, from a boy, Joshua. Joshua writes, this question is a two-parter, I guess, for Ben Amin. Mm. One, I know you have issues with Anthony Back- Mackie. Wow, I do? Okay, that's news. <laughs> and so, well, I mean, I kind of do, too. I All thought right. you had issues with Anthony Mackie. You do? Yeah, you do? Okay, we, I, we've, we've both been vocal about his okay. issues. Okay, F it. <laughs> you have an issue with Anthony, and you said you love to sit down with him and discuss these things. Yes. I think Anthony has more issues with me than I have issues with him. And oh. he don't even know me. That's what's That's wrong. I'm like, does he know you? No. He, he said he had issues oh, with me. Oh, because locks. you have locks. Yeah, yeah. Because I have locks. Anthony says that and that's I'm, not you know, professional. That's not professional. So, you know, Anthony has issues with everyone who has locks. He's a very respectability politics yeah. type person. All right. But, uh, yes, but I would love to sit down with him. I mean, that would be amazing. I think having Anthony Mackie on the For All Nerds so we could sit down and really discuss these things. Because Anthony, that's not the only statement he's made that's been outrageous to me. Mm. Where I'm just like, whoa, dude. Like, you know, Where's and this it, coming from? And every time he's on screen, I really like him as the Falcon. Same. And then I just keep remembering, God damn it. And it's like, <laughs> and he's about to be capped. So yes, so you you need to be on the show, brother, because you need we need to talk this out. All right, y'all, just uh, y'all know what to do. Spam Anthony Mackie yeah, for at, that the, at that man, y'all know, like for real, that that works. But anyway, the second part of the question is, I wanted to know this question about you know your issues. I want to know if that also applies to Charlemagne. Um, uh, you know, do you want to? Would you sit down with him and discuss your issues with Charlemagne? Uh. And I'll tell you, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes or no? Um, that's an interesting question. Uh, yes, I, I really can't answer that yes or no. We've invited Charlemagne on Fan Bros Show, formerly Fan Bros Show, all the way up to Fall Nerds. He's had an open invitation. We've invited him multiple times, and most of the time we've gotten pretty much the gas face. I've had several discussions with Charlemagne, long discussions. One-on-one. One-on-one with him. I voiced, we both voiced whatever issues. I wouldn't even call them issues as much as just disagreements on how to approach certain things in life. And we've talked them out several times. And I've always come to the conclusion that it's just one of those things. Like, just mm-hmm. to be dead ass, the same thing I told him, you know, I'll say this I feel like Charlemagne, and a lot of people walk lines when it comes to this entertainment thing, and they'll say things or they'll do things that to me are walking a line, you know, instead of just saying, okay, I'm on this side of the issue, they'll walk the line, they'll make jokes, they'll play with things that aren't really funny to me. They'll take pictures with certain people, Tommy Loren, whatever, you know, I would not do that. That's just me. You know, if I'm taking a picture with her, it's a picture with double middle fingers up, like what's to up, Biatch? Yeah, picture. to her, you know, and that's it. And, you know, oh, and it's man. me telling her, go fuck herself and everything she stands for. And that's the end of it. You know, there's no discussion with certain people. That's me. I'm not trying to convince Tommy that I'm a human being. You know, I'm not trying to convince anyone of that nature, that ilk, that I'm a human being. I'm not trying to convince them that they're wrong and I'm right. Because I know what side of history I stand on and what side of lines I stand on. And that's just me. As far as I'd like to distress Charlemagne, geek culture, all that, I mean, it'd be cool. I mean, Joshua said it's just that... He knows Charlamagne has a love for comic books, and he loved to hear you and him go back and forth about Marvel and X-Men and things like that. I mean, he got a Wolverine tattoo, you know? Like, it's cool. 
you know, the, the invitation is still there. But like I say, we talk to a lot of people on the show. We go back and forth with a lot of different people. And it's just, it is one of those things. You know, it's like, it's the same thing I feel about Anthony Mackie. I feel like Charlamagne made statements and does things that are interesting. And I would not personally do those things. Okay. And if I do, I expect to get called on them. And Char, when gets called on things, sometimes gets a little, you know, which is why I've had to have hour-long discussions with him because, you know, I want to make a joke here and there. <laughs> the temperature has rose in this uh, spaceship here. Yeah, shout out to Brilliant Idiots, all Yeesh. that. LSN Network, you know. Yeesh. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Charlemagne and that other dude who does the show with him. Oof. <laughs> God, <damn. laughs> Shout out to Flagrant, you know, real life Kaz and that other dude on that show. <laughs> Let's get to the next question. <laughs> next question. It gives no fucks here, folks. And if you want more on that one, you know, patreon.com slash for all nerds and we can talk. <laughs> next question comes from Chief Choctaw Red. Is yeah. that? Whoa. Yeah, is that? <laughs> I don't know. Is that from a, Let's like... Let's just keep on going. All right. Yeah, man. I don't know about Next that. question. I, you know, I don't know your background, so I'm just saying... <laughs> I was just saying, if that's not your background, you may want to change your screen name. Wow. Uh, or, or if that's supposed to be a... Is that's like, a character name? Please, I, I, please inform us. Yeah, but please let us know. That's not a good look. But anyway, <laughs> the question one. is, our statement question. A few weeks ago, I went to see Star Wars Night at the Symphony, where an orchestra plays the original musical score while, film, while the film plays on a big ass screen we saw empire strikes back i hate you it was amazing i've already made plans to watch return of the jedi next year so the question i've asked my twin after the show and that i asked you is what film would you like to see get this treatment his twin said jurassic park which i agreed with but it got me thinking about what black film i i would like and i finally settled on harlem nights do you have another black film shout out to fan fam shout out to four owners podcast shout out to castle black podcast and he's he's telling talking to the audience, everybody listening, you guys should check it out. Yeah, I was wondering when I saw that statement. I was like, like who are you talking to? Is he telling us to check out our own show? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Chico Leo, check out Sword and Scandal now on SoundCloud and iTunes. Did you know about that show, Chico? I, I you know, I, I just heard about it actually. <laughs> you know, because it it's just got his, on iTunes. It's the you history know. of film and pictures, Chico. I think it's something that is right up your alley. It, it, it absolutely is. <laughs> it absolutely is. Down, absolutely. Um, and and you know, uh, if if you're really into it, uh, you should go to the the Patreon, which is free and public for everyone. Oh, that has links to the movies that are getting talked about, and even like you know, YouTube videos and docs and stuff related to stuff talked about in the episode. And so that's patreon.com slash uh, sword and scandal. There you go. All yeah. Right. And yeah. Uh, the episode two will be out before Friday and uh, we're, we're going to try and be bi-weekly. Not wow. try. Yes, True. that's right. Exactly. Nice Thank promo. Thank you, Yoda. Nice promo. No answer to the question. Yeah. So <laughs> um, answer to the question I would go with I'm not going to say wait another oh he did well, ask he for He said it. for a black film. I mean I had other films Belly. in mind. Oh <laughs> Belly has a soundtrack beyond music. Like, however, do you want me? Like, yeah. could you imagine that in the orchestra? Y'all do it however you want me with the strings. Insane. Do, oh, yeah, insane. That should we be fired? Yeah, I just do it for the ludicrousness of it all. Yes. Yeah. Like, belly, you know, with the, with the symphony. So, what black film would you give the orchestra? You mean where we're playing it on a big screen? Oh, uh, Chico gonna go with, like black because no, I actually black got a dope ass soundtrack. Though. Which one? Uh, that's true. But yeah. I was actually thinking of orchestral. So I was actually thinking like. 
uh, like Spike Lee when his father did the soundtracks. Mm. Like Malcolm X has both a great yes. soundtrack mm. and a great orchestral score in it. Yep. So I was actually thinking that, like I'm, something like that, like you know, true. Uh, you know, or do the right thing. Yes. Like yeah, everyone thinks of Fight the Power, of course, but there's also a great score in that. Crooklyn also Crooklyn. has Crooklyn. an amazing soundtrack, yes. but it also has a good score. All those I think were Spike Lee's dad, Bill Lee. Yeah, I think you're right. Seriously? And yeah, yeah, and it's like um certainly the first six or seven, mm-hmm. then they had a falling uh, the, out. Yeah, actually. they did. Oh, yeah. Shit, I didn't know that. Um but yeah, maybe up through like clockers around then you might have switched. So I was thinking that because Bill Lee's like an old school jazz, like, you know, uh classical guy. Yep. So anyway, right. that was that's my choice. I, I'm I, like, go with... I like it. Bell Belly was a that was kind of amazing. <laughs> uh, that was no honestly, that was an amazing choice. Cause all I kept thinking of was the intro. I mean, if you actually had like soul to soul, like out there live doing back to life, yeah. yeah, oh, that that would do it for me. So yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So thank you for the question. Um. Please just double check that you're a representative of the group that you <laughs> seem to be trying to represent. Yeah. Um. Picture me rolling. Writes. I haven't heard y'all talk about gaming in a long time. I just want to know what are y'all currently playing when you have time, and are there any games you're looking forward to that coming that are coming out? Um. Definitely. I'm definitely looking forward to the new Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure, because I've been waiting for a, a for real RPG Pokemon game for the Switch. Um, definitely looking forward to the sequel to Breath of the Wild that was announced at this past E3. Uh, definitely looking forward to Watch Dogs. That's crazy. And then the other game we saw that now I can't remember the name, but the game we saw where I told you it has two black protagonists, a woman and a, and a man, that the whole thing is about killing each other. Like they, they that's their goal in life. Yeah, I remember in life. Frick, I can't remember the name of that drug. I'm gonna look it up. But, yeah, but that's what I'm looking forward to. As far as what I'm playing right now, I'm actually chill right now on the play, on the game playing. We're doing a lot right now. The, the schedule's kind of crazy right now. So, um, but that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm still hopelessly addicted to Overwatch. Like I have to stop. Really? It's so bad. Yeah, it's so bad. Like, are, are people still on that heavy like that? Pretty heavy. Like I, you know, you still find the game pretty much instantly every time you log on. So it's never yeah. been. Uh, lack. I have Breath of the Wild and have not started it. You know, that's a that's look. That's another of them games that it's deep. It's hours. Yeah, and it's one of those games that I know is incredible. And it so is. I'm like, is it daunting? Is it too daunting? It's not like? daunting, but I'm kind of like hold off because I know it's so dope. You know, and it's like I see people talk about how they wish they could play it again and shit, and wish they could experience it again. So I'm like, let me just wait. You know, for when I need it. Um, beyond that, I ain't playing nothing. Like, like you said, time is of the essence right now, and I just have not been playing many games at all. Um, I'm looking forward. Uh, actually, the one that I want to get, but I think I want to play Breath of the Wild if first. is something about like Into the Wilds. I think the name of the game is. It just came out. I'm gonna look it up actually right now while Chico gives his suggestions. Well, you know, it's funny because I lost like three months last year to the last two Assassin's Creeds, but that was actually while playing that game, I think, is sort of when I finalized like sort of the ideas that led me to doing Sword and Scandal. Mm. Um, And those, you know, again, one is ancient Egypt and one is... uh, you know, ancient Greece, and I would argue that the immersion of playing a video game is so much better than a movie, which made me, you know, feel like, uh, you know, movies are such like a 20th century thing. Like, you definitely learn a lot about ancient Egypt and ancient uh, Greece, and actually Rome, too. In Assassin's Creed, yeah. Yeah, in those last two games. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and uh, oh, I also played Mafia 3, Mm -hmm. which I actually really liked a lot. I don't know how I forgot this, but I'm definitely looking forward to Cyberpunk 2077. I mean, Keanu, Keanu. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Keanu. Outer Wilds is the name of the game. I saw a review for it on io9 the other day, and it really had me like, oh, okay, I need to check this joint out. So Outer Wilds, but they compared it to Zelda, and I'm like, I've already got Zelda, so I should really play Zelda first. But Outer Wilds is the name of the game I'm looking for. And yeah, I'm still hopelessly addicted to Overwatch, so hit me up at DJ Ben I mean anytime, and I will murk you. No problem. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even give y'all a chance. No, no. Uh, I mean, we can team <laughs> up, and then we can murk people together, because, you know, I just love murking. Uh, what? I don't like this question. I don't want to read it. Oh, uh, go ahead. If you don't like it, I definitely want to hear it. Wildlife and Bones, right? One of them has to go, taking all of their influence. Oh, I hated this one too. Let's let's hear it. One has to go, and all of their influence. Serena Williams, Michael Jordan, or Muhammad Ali? You got to go Wildlife and Bones and all your influence. How you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> you got to go, my guy. Yeah, no. Or my girl. I, I never or they. Li- Y'all got to go. Yeah, I never like these questions because it's so, like, it's so weird, you know? Like, Michael Jordan. I mean, Jordan's- we have a question like that in our brat, but, we, but we're not saying names. We yeah, just say, we're not saying we names. We say comic books or hip-hop. Hip-hop, yeah. When you say a person, that's weird. Like, I... I, I I, I'm sorry, fam. I cannot rock with that. Like, I just, yeah. And those are like, well, I, I also those... be different things to different generations. Like, I can't believe that a 15 year old is, in, you know, feels the same way about Michael Jordan. No, they don't. As you know, they feel about LeBron. Right. Right. And honestly, out of those three, though, I'll be dead. Yeah. Ass. But Jordan is Jordan the one who has go, to go. Exactly. Jordan can go quick. Right. Like no Serena and, and Ali are like no Michael problem Jordan. for me. Yeah, and I grew I up on Michael Jordan. That man yeah. can go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like he and LeBron. Like Le- I said it the other day. Like I'll, I'll still. Athlete Jordan, but human being LeBron James. Oh yeah, not even not even close. Right, you never gonna hear LeBron James say Republicans buy sneakers too. Dude, LeBron James put on a hoodie like what? Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I rock with James for it. Alrighty, and that is the end of our guac questions. All if right, you have a question for us, whether it be related to comics, video games, movies, TV, or anything in between, hit us up. Contact at fourallnerds.com. Alternatively, you can go to fourallnerds.com and hit up the guac question form that's on the side and the footer of the site anywhere you go on the site or you can hit us up directly on social media at for all nerds and in some breaking news right here that i just gotta bring up because actually people uh, you know i saw some discussion recently again about oh that's what it is i mean this isn't breaking news but we also got to discuss this this all ties together that the images from the witcher show on netflix dropped this week and Henry Cavill looks really good as The Witcher. He does. Yes. And I will say, I had to think about the picture that I saw. Yes. Also, it's better. I really wish they didn't release that pre, like, like pre-production like pre imagery yep. because, of course, that Fs up everyone's mind. Yep. And also, interestingly enough, even though these images look really good, there was still some flack about some of the things, some of the way Geralt looks. But it's been explained again that this Netflix series is based on the novels of The Witcher. So there's some differences there. One of the main ones being that this Witcher does not carry two swords as he does in the game. Someone had pointed out that his medallion was off or different. Again, I think that's just a situation difference from the books or just a creative difference but overall just from looks wise it looks good as shit yes it looks not it looks great and uh, cavill you know he 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 got you know he got the chiseled jaw and the features it works for him yeah and a lot of people were upset about those little things like the medallion and his not having two swords but like we said that comes from the video game and they, someone is playing to me that in the novels, one of the swords is always on the horse, and he goes and switches whenever, knowing what sword he needs to fight. Because 
The Witcher carries two swords because one of his swords is good against human opponents and the other is good against magical opponents. Right. And so that's why he carries two swords in the game, and that's why, I guess, in the novels, it's the same thing. And this takes place a lot. I think a lot of people, like me included, I didn't start playing the Witcher games till The Witcher 3. Mm-hmm. And so by the time of The Witcher 3, Geralt has been through it. Like, my man has lived a <laughs> hard life. Hard. Like, when I'm reading the Bachelor, I'm like, God damn, a lot of stuff happened before this game. This man has been through it. And so this takes place before a lot of that. Like, Siri, his companion, is very young in the picture they showed. And I don't even know if she's gone through it because in the game, she's a Witcher, too. Is Yennefer? Yennefer is in the show, though, Yeah, right? Yennefer is in the show. They mm-hmm. showed a picture of Yennefer. And Siri in the game is a Witcher herself. But that happened by the time of The Witcher 3, I think, and isn't in the first two. I don't know. I never played those joints. But this takes place before all that. So this is early on. He's not nearly as old, not nearly as, you know, gone through it, rugged life, all that type of stuff. So to me, the pictures look good. But this brought up the question someone on our Twitter asked, why is he doing this and not Superman? And You could do both. He, I mean, he obviously can do, both, can do both. But the question is, what is going on with the DCEU right now? Because DCEU don't know what's going to fuck going on with DCEU, okay? Well, Suzanne was a hit. Wonder Woman was a hit. As we said earlier on the show, I think the Flash movie was one of those movies that might have been like supposed to be dropping this year. Well, 1984 is coming out. Wonder Woman 1984 is going to be coming year. out next year. Yeah. But, but that's on deck. That's on deck. And now the Hollywood Reporter is saying that Andy Muschietti, who's the director of the recent It films, the Stephen King's yeah. It, is now in talks to Helm. Hell, by the way. I laughed. I know it's not supposed to be funny. Oh, I rolled. I found it, the new It. Hilarious. Whoa. I still find the old one much more horrifying. I, I watched. I finally watched them both. Everyone, long-term listeners. Chris laughing. Chris laughing. Know how much I hate clowns and hate horror clowns. <laughs> Bro. Like, with a passion, can I deal with it? And the old one is still much more horrifying to me than the new one. The new one, I was rolling, and I can't wait to see the sequel. That drops this summer. Part two of it. Oh, when they're older, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to see it because I was, oh my God, crying laughing through that old fucking <laughs> that, movie. That, the whole beginning. Yeah. What was his name? Richie? What's his name? Wait, uh, but when that nigga went down into yes! the sewer. Yeah, the I little was, boy. I was like, your dumbass deserves was. to go right in that sewer. I was rolling. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, those are well-made films, even though I laughed at them. Um, this director, Muschietti, is now in talks to direct the Flash film. Which they are saying that Ezra Miller is still going to be the Flash. And okay, oh, continuity. Thank you. <laughs> Y'all did something right. So who? What you thought somebody else was going to do it? Uh, I don't know. Um, what's interesting about this news is they keep going back and forth on this Flash movie, whether or not they want to make it a lighthearted, which is the Flash is most known for being a very lighthearted character, or go something darker. Please don't. See, this is my problem with well, DCU. Stop going dark for every goddamn thing. Like, y'all saw well, how Shazam, Shazam hit. So why would you? And Shazam was not dumb dark like the rest of this stuff. So why do y'all got to? Like, y'all don't have to do that. Yep. So we'll see what's going on with this. But it seems that that's the direction that they're going because the word on the street is that this drives to direct. But the good news of this is saying that if this guy is going to direct, that means Warner Brothers has a lot of faith in him, and the upcoming It film is probably going to be dope. And their other one that they have on deck, Birds of Prey, starring Harley Quinn and a bunch of other women of the DCU, is probably dope as well. Because they wouldn't be going this route if they didn't think that this movie was already dope. So we'll see what happens. I feel, like I said, 
ever since Wonder Woman and Shazam, I feel like they do know what they're doing. I might be wrong, but, you know, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt right now because those two movies were both pretty solid. Well, see, I, every time I give them the benefit, then they do something stupid, and mm-hmm. then it just makes me feel like, you know, I don't trust y'all. Mm. So I don't, I don't know. All right, we say. I know we also have some news to discuss about a little film and its Kickstarter that yeah. we need y'all to check out. Yes. So first of all, shouts out to Corey. Corey. I don't want to just put all your government out there, but shouts out to Corey, yep. who said, uh, my sister Shay Grayson, a black queer woman, is a brilliant storyteller and director. She, her friend India Moore, from Pose fame, and a team of superheroes have created the pilot for a television series called Magic Hour. Magic Hour is a TV anthology series that features magical and mystifying stories with queer uh, and people of color folks at the center. Uh, the show explores identity through the lens of fantasy, science fiction, and horror. Um, they are actually, they just started a Kickstarter for this. They're looking for 30K. Um, we'll also post up the links on our socials. But, um, uh, excuse me, Corey also notes, you know, thank you very much and all that you do. Um, you know, it motivates, everything we do motivates them to strive on. So, first of all, thank you for that. appreciate it. But, yes, I also checked out the Kickstarter last night. Thought it was phenomenal. I think that's amazing that you have India Moore on board. I think that's incredible. Like Shay's directorial style is really dope. It, it's she had. I, I looked at um some of her. Um, she had a reel. Her on director there. reel, yeah. Yep. And it's it's like really ethereal. Mm. That's actually a really great word for that. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing this um, this anthology come to life. So I am full disclosure. I'm now a backer okay. of Magic Hour. Um, definitely check it out again. It's on Kickstarter and check, like read through what they're trying to do and their rewards and all the other stuff. It, it, it looks like it's going to be a really amazing project. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of other of our peers online talking this project up and saying that they're very impressed with what they've seen. Someone Vita, they saw a early copy because what they're looking for with this Kickstarter is they're trying to raise enough funds so that everyone who is involved with the production of the pilot episode can get paid. They've already finished the pilot episode, but they want to make sure everyone gets paid and also do some touch-ups, do some editing, some post-production work, some you know CGI, all that stuff that a show of this caliber needs. So they already have the final episode, and one way or another, they're going to put out this pilot. So they're just trying to raise some funds to you know help out and make it the best it can be Mm -hmm. so definitely check out the kickstarter because i was very impressed i love the idea of it it's in the vein of a black mirror or a twilight zone but focused on poc and queer representation which you know we're all about here for our nerds yes so make sure you check out the patreon i mean not patreon the kickstarter for magic hour very dope concept very dope idea and has a lot of solid people behind it. I think the first episode takes place in Japan in Japan and Tokyo, yeah. and it's like a modern-day retelling of Frankenstein. Correct. Yep. Starring India Moore. Starring India Moore. So very dope for Pose fans out there, and I know there's a lot of y'all out there. I'm one of them. Yes. Y- y'all need to put your money behind <laughs> Crying this. Crying every week. <laughs> I- I've never gotten into it, but I, I know it's, it's that emotional. joint. It's mad emotional. Yeah. It's mad emotional. And shouts out to, since we talk about Pose, Ryan Swain, Ryan Jamal Swain, who is a Howard grad. Okay. You know who also stars in Pose. Nice, nice, nice. Always a great chance to shout out HU. You know. Yes, sir. And so also now it is time for one of my favorite segments on the show. Comics. I copped. 
comic side, Copto Redistress, all the different comic books that we are buying, reading, talking about, discussing, any of that good stuff. Make sure y'all keep using that hashtag, Comics I Cop, that's C-O-P-P-E-D, on Twitter, on Instagram, anywhere out there, and let us know what you're reading, what you're talking about, what you're loving lately. This week in some, I mean, absolutely stupid huge news that I just found out before I came on the episode and had no clue was happening. Obviously, no one did. Tomorrow, by the time you hear this episode, the very last issue of Walking Dead will hit the stands. <laughs> issue 193 wow. is now the final issue of the long-running series. Robert Kirkman... It started leaking today because people, uh, stores and everything, get their copies on Tuesday. And so it was without any announcement. Like, everyone was looking forward to issue 200, which was upcoming. He talked about his plans for issue 200. And then today, if you, well, by the time you hear this, today when you buy this issue, there's an editorial from him in the end of the issue where he explains why he ended it and how he felt that, Anything he could think up for the next few years just felt like retreads of stuff Mm -hmm. he'd already done. Recently in the comic book, they killed Rick. Uh, A lot of people don't know this. The prick named Rick? Yep, the prick named Rick. Rick Grimes was actually murdered in the comic book. And so... So, uh, spoiler alert for anybody who's trying to read the comic book, I guess. (laughs) Damn! I guess. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I wasn't gonna read it, but maybe somebody else was. I mean, I'm a long running fan, but you know, it's been a few months by now that Rich was okay. dead. Okay, yeah, well, well, then, then, yeah, then yeah, it's no, been. Oh no, Rich, no, this just happened. Oh no, Rich does not die in the last issue. No, Rich been dead. Okay, yeah, that's Rick, different. Rich been dead. That's different. You know, All right. Rick been well, dead. I guess that's different, but whatever. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Wait. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Spoiler. I mean, look, it's the freaking Walking Dead. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> dies, dog. Everyone you love. That's why I stopped reading the book. Straight up and down. I haven't read it in like 20 issues mm-hmm. because I just got tired of everyone I love dying. Right. Well, I respect the man Kirkman for, for saying that. Like, let's, I'd rather you be up front and be mm-hmm. like, look, there's no reason for me to continue. I know y'all want to, I know I said this shit like two years ago, I'm going to do episode 200 or, or, or No, years ago, 200. he was like, I want this book to never end. And, and perhaps, but, I, but you know, things happen when you get older. Things happen when when time goes by. Things change, and I'd rather you be honest and be like, you know what? Anything I'm gonna come up with, it's it's gonna be also ran. At the same time, Kirkman has bags coming out of every other which way, so it's not like he's hurting. Not at all. So I mean, it's the movies. The movies coming out. There's the the TV shows that still run. This I, I man guess. has the original Speed Racer Mot Five, the car, like the physical the physical car, car in his living room. Oh yeah. He's, so first of all, his he's, living room was big enough to have a car in it. That. Second of all, he has a size, car in his living room. His living room is the size of my apartment. I Probably think. the size of my house. <laughs> <laughs> like, so this man has a car in his living room. He's not stressing. But yes, uh, Walking Dead is ending today. So if for those collectors out there who you know need them issues, make sure you run out and get it. Issue one ninety three in stores today. Finito. Uh, also, just in random comic news for everyone out there, y'all should be reading Wicked and Divine and Die mm-hmm. by Kieran Gillen. I'm just putting that out there. You, you know, should. You, you might want to catch up on those books real soon. That's it. Like you know. mad soon. Yeah, that's the tweet. Like type soon. Type soon. Like uh, wild soon. Wild soon. Like ASAP Rocky. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, and I also have a, a Commonside Cop mashup type question or, or, or statement as well. This comes from Tia B, a.k.a. Iron Chef Boy RD, a.k.a. Hobbs and Shaw T. Shaw T, let me holler at you. Okay. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. I like that. In uh, Quiet Stormborn, they wrote, um, my question was inspired by the Immortal Hulk this week. is all about the graphic novel Upgrade Soul by Ezra Clayton Daniels. It's one of the most thought-provoking books I've read across all genres. My question for you is, it's also one of the main themes of the book. My question for you is also one of the main themes of the book. If you could create a genetic clone of yourself with all of your God-given attributes on steroids, able to reach its fullest potential without any obstacles, like fear, doubt, circumstances, etc., would you create it and what would it be? What would you be? Personally, I'd be too chicken to do it, but if I did, I'd become a global education ambassador and create the best learning environment for kids worldwide, or I'd be an actor. Um, I know Ben would be a villain. Wow. You said so yourself. No, I said if I had the Infinity Gauntlet, I'd be a villain. That's basically having. That's basically answering her her question, which says if you had, if you were able to have the fullest potential. I don't think my fullest potential is the Infinity Gauntlet powers. Oh, oh, what's beyond the Infinity Gauntlet? No, I know. I said I don't think I'm that level, even at my fullest potential. Oh, oh, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just keeping it real. Like Tony Stark ain't ain't Infinity Gauntlet powers at his fullest. You know, Chris Evans ain't you know Infinity Gauntlet. Well, Tony could damn near create anything at this point. True. So, so I but he. He ain't creating. Look, okay. He ain't um, creating reality. Am I? I don't know if I'd be a villain. I like to think of you know like that. I live as close as possible without fear and doubt and all in circumstances. Well, under circumstances, just circumstances. <laughs> well, what would I? Oh. What would you become? I honestly, I, I may become without the suffering and the human suffering. Without without trying to take somebody. Okay, here's this. Without trying to kill people or mm-hmm. kill somebody I don't like, I would become a Lex Luthor type, where it's just like, and let me explain why. You just told me off for being a villain, and you're I like, understand. I'm going to be Lex Luthor. I didn't ain't even no Superman in the world to fight I'll against. I'd be a Lex Luthor type. Now, let me yeah. explain. Meaning that I know that, because I know myself, I know that if I had everything to my fullest potential, I'd be a monster. And, I st- and, and not a monster in a terrible, in a bad way. A monster in terms of just going hard at everything. Because I'm also a Capricorn. So I'm going to go hard at everything and everyone. I might start curing some things. I might start taking down world governments, things like that. Because I'm like, I feel like I know what's best. So I, I made, and that's what I mean when I say Lex Luthor type. Like, he's not necessarily doing things. He's doing things what he thinks is for the greater good, but it may not be the right way to go about it and like i said i if, if i had it my way I, I might go that way see my like my inner nature being a pisces or whatever or just me i don't even know if it's pisces related or whatever i'm more of like if i didn't have to do shit i wouldn't see see and that's the <laughs> of me. like like all that stuff happening right now and all these all these concentration camps slash detention centers that's in the u.s like i would probably have some crazy scheme idea and make it fucking work where oh. I would take things down without government involvement without anybody giving me any type of uh, uh, permissions like I would do things that would change the world not, but not necessarily with permission yeah see I'd probably destroy most of humanity just, see you know, villain <laughs> just, I don't, I, it's like because you know one I'm like well a lot of people need, you know like people who do these concentration camps and stuff like that they gotta go and then I would just like why stop there you know? See? <laughs> like, why stop there? Yeah, like, why stop there? It's like... I mean, because she said, like, you don't have no fear or no nothing. Yeah, I mean, people are the worst. You know, like, you know, I'm... 
is there? I'm a big fan of the Matrix, you know, and I, I was rooting for Agent Smith, you know. Humanity is. Who are you? Human. Look, when my man said humanity is a cancer on this planet, I wanted to stand up in theater and cheer. Like, I feel the idea of Neo and all that, but I do feel what Smith was saying. <laughs> Bellamy says, I feel you, but I don't. Yeah, I feel what Agent Smith was saying. Like, that moment, it was like, yo, humanity is a problem. And I and a lot of times I'm just always disgusted with how, you know, we just, uh, you know, I wish we could be better. So maybe I'd be that person who'd be like, yo, if I could do all that and I could teach people and lead them to something better, I would. But I'd probably get frustrated and just burn the whole thing down to the ground. So... <laughs> So that being said, make sure you guys pick up Upgrade Soul by I need to read this. Ezra Clayton Daniels. I did not know about this book, uh, graphic novel Upgrade Soul by Ezra Clayton Daniels. I, This is new. Thank you for putting us on. Thank you for that question. And everyone out there, as always, using that comics I copped hashtag, all that good stuff. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, it's been slow for me other than that in comics because mm-hmm. I've been reading a lot of stuff that I really wouldn't recommend. But there's a show, uh, or excuse me, a movie that you've watched recently that you yes. want people to... Thank you for reminding me. Because, yeah, support. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, shout out to D. Chico Leo, D. D Chico Leo, who was on the show earlier. And Leo. Had to, <laughs> Leo. Leo, who had to jet up out of here real quick, had to hit the estate pod. So normally he would do the pick of the week, but I'm going to do it in his honor today. Also, make sure you're all checking out his new podcast, Sword and Scandal, now available on iTunes, on SoundCloud, all those places. The history of film in pit, no, the history of humanity in pictures. There you go. I actually listened to it for the first time today. It's really dope. He was talking about 2001 and how it relates to the beginnings of humanity and everything like that, and the dawn of man sequence at the beginning of 2001 with the apes running around and the flipping obelisk. Flipping the, the, the bone. Flipping the bone into the space station. Classic <laughs> shot, yes. Very dope, quick podcast you can check out. But since he normally does his pick a week, I'm going to do a forum today, and today I want to talk about Fast Color, a film that is now on all streaming services, Amazon, etc. everything. You can purchase it. It's $10. I went ahead and bought it because this movie, everyone was ranting about this movie when it dropped in theaters because it got such a limited distribution and it features three black women. It's a generational film about these three black women who all have superpowers. Mm, played by Google and Batha Ra, yep. Sanaya Sini and Lorraine Toussaint, the God. That's yep. That's her. That's the mother. Her her mother is also one of the women, and her daughter is the other woman. So it's across three generations of women. Very dope film. Did not get enough love in theaters at all. Mm-hmm. And but, yeah, it was messed up. No, it it was in and out of theaters. It's a small independent movie, so I understand that. But when we have the chance to support movies like this that feature, like I said, three black women with superpowers, we need to. So right now, it's available on all streaming services. I don't want to spoil too much of the plot or anything, but it's basically about these three women who have powers, and they belong to a family where all the women throughout history have had powers. Wow, a dynasty. Yeah, yeah a dynasty. Well, at least as far as they their family history can remember, they have yeah. powers. Dynasty. Yeah, for year, for you know, generations basically, and. Google has some issues dealing with her powers and dealing with everything that comes with having these powers. And at the beginning of the film, she's returning back home because her mother has been raising her daughter for mm. years. And Google has been off because of a lot of things that happened in her past and issues she had to deal with. And so she returns, and it's about what happens when she returns 
and why she's returning and what really drove her away. Those are the main issues of the film and why, and they relate to everything else. The title, Fast Teller, I really didn't get even by the end of the movie. I was kind of like, uh, Like, why did you title it this? Yeah, I get it. I get it kind of, but it really didn't hit for me. But it definitely hit, the movie itself hit me on a lot of levels. It's very emotional. It's very for, you know, for people who have relationships with their, I mean, as everyone should have a relationship with their mother, daughters, whatever. It'll hit you on a lot of levels like that. The power stuff is just kind. Of, it's not a superhero film, you know. It's so it's a, not like a lot of pronounced like superhero stuff going. No, there's on. a lot of powers being shown, but there's okay. nobody dressed up in a costume. Okay. There's none of that stuff. I think they even mentioned that. Look, we ain't gonna start going around dressing in a costume and saving people. We're not superheroes. Like they, that's yeah. been brought up in the film. They're just people with superpowers trying to live and trying to deal with it, and it touches on a lot of issues of race. A lot of things like ideas, like let's say the Tuskegee experiment, mm. where experiments were done on people of color, like things of that, mm. yeah, the syphilis and that, things of that were brought up and ideas are touched on. So it's got a lot of levels to it. And I really, really enjoyed it because I remember when everyone on Twitter was blowing up about it and I myself didn't get to see it, even though we're in New York, I missed it in the theaters. It was here for like two weeks in and out. So when it finally came out on streaming, I dropped immediately dropped the ten bucks. So I encourage everyone out there go drop that coin on it. Give them you know some love. Let's make this a hit, yo. We have the power to make things hit, you know. And that's all it takes is us all just talking about it, going out watching these films. And three black women, come on. Yeah, man. You know. Wow. Yeah, solid joint right here. Make sure you check it out. Done deal. All right. Anything else before we get out tonight? Make sure you are subscribed. Make sure you rate us. Make sure you comment on our stuff. Make sure you hit us up everywhere we are. Everywhere you can get your podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, SoundCloud, everywhere. iHeartRadio, all that. All that. iHeartRadio. I forgot to be up on there. We're on everything. Everything. Every Everything. The only thing we're not up on is titles. So somebody hit up Jay for us real quick. Chicken man, you hurt. Fan pros, fan pros.